1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes.
2: And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What
1: the f***?
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
3: You've got the peaches, I've got the cream, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. The plot thickens at Barcelona, and the England squad has been announced. It's Wednesday, the 26th of August. I'm Marcus Speller,
4: I'm Jim Campbell, and I'm Dilution Hunter Raja.
3: Well, 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 here we are, gentlemen. What a Wednesday. What a Wednesday, Vish.
4: I know, yeah. I bloody love Wednesdays. Yeah,
3: Mittwoch, as the Germans call it, Jim. Mm. Midweek. Yeah, halfway. Exactly. Even the very structured, those wonderful people. Mm. There's
2: a cinema, I swear, there's a cinema in Peckham that was doing Orange Wednesdays long after Orange stopped being a company. <laughs> like, What's really going on here? Why can I get to the cinema for £2 and buy a bin bag of popcorn for a pound? How are you making money? What's going on? Mm,
3: I thought you were going to say long after Wednesday, like it was in Friday morning and it was still an Orange <laughs> Wednesday. My goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we always start with the biggest news in, in soccer ball. We've known for a little while now that he's wanted out. The paperwork was always going to be tricky and contentious, but we have confirmation that Ronaldinho's been released from house arrest in Paraguay. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
4: he's out he's been there for five months sort of
2: forgot he was in there he's a
4: free free man once again Vish you say that like he he went on strike and then they you've got to go and train with the reserves in prison (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he just refused to turn up on time Uh and they had to fine him a couple of weeks and he finally got his way indeed I don't know why more people who are incarcerated just don't go down that route and just go on strike.
3: Yeah. Let's leave that behind then because Lionel Messi has uh, handed in a transfer request according to all the reports. He fired up the fax machine and sent it through this week. Did he use the fax machine? Are we bothered by that? That was
4: the
2: rumor at first wasn't mm. it that he'd put in the um that he put in the the well not the request just the news really by fax. Yeah. Cuz footballers like transfers always happen by fax, don't they? Cuz it's the presumably cuz it's the quickest way you can get an actual document from Of course. From, it, like does it does make it sense it does make sense it saves pressing the print button doesn't it it, it does
4: yeah yeah. Well, that, that's literally it they would have had the discussion mm. and they were like well it's only official until we get a document oh there yeah. it is you said that's the quickest way to do it yeah I like the idea that he had to like, turn it into a PDF and that's why it's taking this long <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh fuck how do you unlock a PDF oh. it's wrong I'm not on Mossy yeah <laughs> that's
3: yeah. Well, apparently um, some clubs are interested, but uh, Carlos Piol, when hearing the news, tweeted respect and admiration, Leo. All my support, amigo. Mm. And and Piol's tweet um, reportedly, I say reportedly, you can see it for yourself. Uh, it received an applauded uh, emoji, applauding emoji from Luis Suarez. Interesting. Well, so that's, well, that's huge. That I mean, just, make official, just talk about Suarez
2: that Suarez is going to be out the door as well, wasn't it? So maybe he's he's angry, and he seems the type to to be very angry, doesn't he, Suarez, in a situation like that? So, I mean, there was a lot of talk of, of this clause, which mm. is possibly going to look like a very uh, an ongoing battle. Where he had a clause in his contract that allowed him to basically leave for free uh, as long as he communicated that decision by. A certain point in May, he Barcelona not unreasonably think that's passed, but mm. May really meant the end of the domestic season, didn't it? Whereas well, his it lawyers 10th, are going to argue, yeah. right, June tenth. Yeah. Okay, so his lawyers are going to argue that because COVID has extended the season, they mm. should have extended the clause as well. But that's going to be not a fascinating battle. It'd be deeply boring and involve lawyers, and none of us will see any of it. But that that is a, a sticking point, isn't it? I mean, if you think you can leave for free. I'm astonished that that sort of clause is in there anyway. Well, it's I mean, interesting. Maybe it's a common thing, I don't know. But it's very but.
3: interesting because clearly he, you wouldn't put that clause in if you didn't plan to sort of walk away. I mean, that was, that's was that been there for, what, three years? Or, yeah. Or, or I think maybe the clause was put in 2017, but it, it was actionable by the end of two, uh, yeah. the summer of 2018. But Vish, do you understand Barcelona's point of view here? Because some people are saying, look, he's been very loyal, just let him go. Or they'll say, well, yeah, but we'd rather 600 million euros for him.
4: (laughs) Do do I understand that? Yeah, I I, I do. I can't relate to it. Yeah. But I absolutely understand that. Um, It's... (laughs) It's funny. I think well, um, it's the kind of clause that, from the outside, we always look at as a you know. It's almost seen as a reward of loyalty, isn't it? Mm. By way of yeah, the, and well, maybe we. I should say it's
3: six hundred million pounds. That's even more
4: euros just these right, days, right? Yeah, mm. but, but you know, we we always see something like that, and we try and perpetuate more emotion into the game because, mm-hmm. you know, as defenders of it, as lovers of it, we were like, no, it's not soulless. Yeah. yeah. And really the the intention was for both of them to have an out at some point and there, you know, Barcelona's out was that ridiculous release clause, mm-hmm. which I appreciate all Spanish contracts need to have, but that mm-hmm. was going to be their way of, well, if he's going to go, he's going to go for a hell of a lot. Like of money. Neymar. Yeah, like yeah. Neymar. Mm-hmm. And for Messi, as you said, it would have been with an eye on on seeing where things were at this point and, and actioning it. And... I think the the interesting thing here, I think, is to not to. I think we need to make sure that we don't take so much of this at face value, because the political moves behind the scenes Mm. have made it so that they've had to make this kind of big play. Um, And and Ronald Koeman's part in all this is going to be fascinating because I appreciate that the reports are that he's told Luis Suarez that he can go. And he's told Lionel Messi that basically he can't be the big dog here, so therefore he's got to go as well. You've
3: lost your privileges. Yeah. There's a new sheriff in town.
4: And and we you know already you kind of think that for for Coman, from Coman's point of view he I'm fascinated you call him Coleman, not Cooman Cooman sorry no, I no, I,
3: that, I wondered if that you had an insight there we'd uh, been doing it wrong
4: no 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 not at all no, oh, no. Okay. I've I've already mispronounced many a manager on this show <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy to go with the party line yeah Steve
3: Bruss was a particular yeah, poor one yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: the thing about our dog is he is <laughs> going <to> be, <laughs> he's going to be in a position now where he will be screwed if Messi stays. Do you think? And he'll be screwed if he goes because unless they start winning and, mm. and really, mm. you know, finish with the Champions League title, regardless of whether Messi's there mm-hmm. or not, he'll be judged immediately for this. And, you know, Barcelona fans aren't the most um, patient, should we say. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen that over the last season at least. And, yeah, I think he it'll be very interesting to see how he goes because he's, you know, he's got a big ego as well, kuman. And <laughs> I think,
3: I think Kooman's got the bigger one.
4: Well, yeah. Well, I mean he's that's going, the thing. So he, yeah. he's going to be in a position where he, he he just won't he won't budge because if he does if he seem to budge, how does that reflect to the other players he's got to work with going forward?
2: Yeah. yeah well, he's he's in a difficult situation as well because obviously the rebuilding job at Barcelona is huge. I know. Obviously, after a kind of humbling like they got against Bayern, there's going to be a lot of emotional stuff said in the press that will then be rode back from. Mm-hmm. But there was talk that seems to be fairly robust in, in terms of how it's held up in terms of people continually reporting it, that basically the entire squad is for sale, aside, aside from about five or six players. So they've got to do a, a massive rebuilding job. Mm-hmm. Part of the way you would do that would be getting a huge fee for Messi. But if you're holding out for that, um, the fee that's in, in, the, in the in the buyout clause, no one can afford that. Like nobody could get mm-hmm. it past FFP,
3: yeah.
2: And also, you know, it Not would even mean Manchester that, City. No but, no, but if genuinely, if Man City wanted to to pay that clause, they'd have to sell players, wouldn't they? They would. To, but. To, to, mm-hmm. And so, you wonder if it's feasible. So for well. Messi's, probably looking at this and going, "Well, the only way I can get out of this situation, which I'm desperate to leave, mm-hmm. is to is to try and force it on a free." Because you know, will, will they be undercut? And at the same time, if you are one of the clubs looking at him, when when you actually start looking at the numbers, Messi is 33 years old. He is, yeah.
3: Well, I also think that I'm 50-50 on this, whether I think he actually wants to leave or not. Last week, or certainly in the aftermath of the Bayern game, I was like 80% sure this would, he's, he's, he's going to be fine, he'll stay. Now I'm not sure. This could be a power play to get rid of the president, Bartomeu, which is, which is understandable. I don't know, as the days and the reports come in, I think, well, he seems to be quite serious about this. Well, I mean,
2: he's, you know, they last won the Champions League in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, a lot of time has passed since then, Messi, some of Messi's best years. And, you know, his peak really has been has been undermined by a lot of, you know, chaotic stuff behind the scenes at Barcelona. And understandably, that's still going on. It's worse than it's ever been. He's probably thinking it's now or never.
4: Mm. Yeah, I think one of the things that if you if you look at Messi in those peak years is that he was quite well insulated from the politics at Barcelona. Yeah. He was their leading light. He was undoubtedly their best player. Mm-hmm. But he had people like Puyol, Iniesta, Xavi, who could yeah. basically help with the running of the club. Barcelona's always been that kind mm-hmm. of club where the players have had... That kind of power. It just so happens it was spread out among senior players who knew exactly what they were doing, mm. and now Messi as this almost kind of sole totem because PK hasn't really been involved. Well, I was about to say PK, you want to take a bit of the strain, yeah? Jared. Of course, and and I think Messi, yeah, has come to that realization where he looks back on his peak years and he looks back at how long it's been since he's won the Champions League and thought. God I've, I've wasted myself with so many of these distractions. When you yeah. when you read the stories of, of Messi growing up as a footballer, all he wanted to do was play football. And mm-hmm. I know that's not a particularly unique story to him. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he was able to do at Barcelona is just play football, yeah. which is why I think he actually needs to think really hard about what his next move is going to be if he mm-hmm. does if he is able to force it through regardless of how much it's going to be for because he's clearly got to play in a team who are good enough to play not just with him, but to ensure that he is not seen as the the player they need to build around. He yeah. basically doesn't want a situation that he has at Argentina, really, mm-hmm. where he is seen as almost a little bit of an inconvenience. Yeah. yeah.
2: Even I though mean, he's such a yeah. brilliant player. Baller has said, you feel like you've got to pass to him. And it's not even necessarily from him.
3: It's and just from the, the bar, pressure though. around it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not too shabby. I mean, the former Barcelona president, uh, Joan Laporta, has said or suggested that some of the members of the board, including Bartomeu himself, want to sell Messi. That's what he thinks is going on here. They're actually trying to force it because he is 33, Jim. And they could get a whopping fee for him. Even if they go, OK, I'll tell you what, we'll bring that down to 200 million.
1: They could get an enormous
3: amount of money. But Messi, to keep Messi on the club uh, for a year, his wages, including the tax that they pay on top of it, or blah, 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 the whole thing at the club is £88 million a season. To oh. have him there. So, so even if he went on a free, it would free up a bit of cash. Wouldn't it, Just? You know? <laughs> and
4: then yeah. at the same time, who's going to take on that risk? Well, this well, is.
2: A... Yeah, he's surely going to take
4: a pay
3: cut. <laughs> well, he either takes a, ma- a, a ridiculous pay cut because he goes somewhere, like Newell's Old Boys in Argentina, there's a chat that he may want to go back there. I think that's perhaps a touch. Unlikely Is, at the moment. There may be a suitor in Spain that could perhaps get their local council to buy the training
2: ground <laughs> off them to fund it <laughs> or something. Wouldn't that be could something? You imagine? Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Well, they're not among the favourites, Real Madrid. They should throw their hat in the ring. Yeah. If I work at Real Madrid, I'm saying put stories out. Yeah. Just get on, un- get in their heads yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're never going to make a bid, but let's talk about
3: it. <laughs> Well, among the favourites for his signature, obviously Manchester City, Inter. Inter are always involved in these kind of conversations. Well,
2: oh, they haven't been for a while though. I'm co- ah, this feels true. like putting on a comfortable old jumper. you've got within the cupboard. A yeah. little know?
3: bit, little bit. Although maybe it's to kind of give a bit of a more of an elbow to AC Milan, who because they used to be involved in these. Yeah, conversations. yeah. Uh, PSG, of course, Juventus. It would be glorious to see him. But right like, now,
2: I wonder. I've not seen Juventus linked as much. Well, because they're clearly not going to sign oh, him. But Jim. Uh, come on, if, if, we'd all love to see him team up with a god monster,
4: wouldn't we? We would. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> we- they—they're finally together on the same pitch. It just and doesn't work. And they, but they all—they fuse as some kind of mega being. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, like that. <laughs>
4: Like in Power Rangers and like, all their little tanks come together and make yeah. like a big wolf. I was thinking Or they like
2: just bottle it and they keep like running into each other. They <laughs> like, like score for Sorry 10 mate, games. Yeah, like the spell is broken yeah. because they've
3: come together and it doesn't happen. Um, I, when I was looking at the clubs who were in, in the runnings to get them, obviously you've got your favourites and your outside uh, favourites, blah, 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 blah. Uh, genuinely, there were odds for Newcastle United. Of course, there are. <laughs> That's not like some crappy tweet. They were genuinely... I suppose you can get odds for anything, though, can't Imagine even. if Mike,
2: Mike Ashley finally put his hand in his pocket.
3: <laughs> 88 million quid a year without before I'd the transfer fee. You'd, you'd have to go outside St. James's and say to all the locals, was it worth it? Yeah. Was it Honestly. worth it?
2: Get yourself down flannels. (laughs) (laughs) I've got something for you, but I need a bit of help.
3: Bloody, imagine that, Ashley. This is what he's been waiting for years, years (laughs) of taking it. And then he goes, They are people in Newcastle. He just, just, yeah,
4: he just snaps and he's like, Fine! (laughs) Here's Lionel Messi. £620
3: million. Fine, do it. There you go. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is planning to open a £27 million luxury hotel overlooking Manchester's Piccadilly Gardens. Maybe Messi could stay there if he goes to Man City. Be could, nice,
2: yeah. wouldn't it? Mm. So, sh- should we do this then? Should we do the, the speculation on where he's going to go? Like, we, we well, okay, these do like hotels to see...
3: in, in, in Madrid, <laughs> uh, Lisbon, Madeira, New York, Marrakesh, and Paris, uh, of course, Jim. So, you know, and we've stayed at one of his hotels, have we? Yeah, in Lisbon. Were you there? You were there? No, I was. Was that when I was sick? I think no, I was ill. That was in Barcelona.
2: No, no, when I didn't make the trip, because I was sick. And you Ah. don't even remember it, but I I wasn't there. But I always have you in my heart. heart. (laughs) All right, yeah. That's why. Um, Go on then, speculate, Jim. Yeah, so, I mean... We might see if actually he's a small fraud if he comes to Man City and he can't do it on a wet and windy Saturday afternoon and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know if... It's tempting to say, oh, we'd love to see Messi in the Premier League, but I think in the circumstances of him being with City who are financially so far ahead of most teams, I know that, you know, other teams have spent a lot of money as well. I feel like part of me would feel a bit sad that... That, that he, Where do you want him to this, go? Where would you this, like to see
3: him? I think... Realistically. I,
2: realistically, like, if if I had my way, I'd like things to just be better at Barcelona so that mm. he stayed there. I think there's a nice sort of romance to that.
3: And then finish at Newell's, like he said. You finish know, at Newell's, romance, yeah.
2: Um, I, I don't know if that would ever happen, mm. depending on... I, I suppose, you know, he, it's within his power to drop his wage demands. He, he, he'll never want for money, will he? Um, I think there would be something quite nice about him going to Italy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Inter would be... It would be
3: like Under Ronaldo, Conte? you know.
2: Ah, that would be explosive, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah. Would you not feel sorry for Alexis Sanchez with his position? I, I, I,
2: I, no, I okay. would not. How, again, how much like... is he on? What? <laughs> <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> again, like, you, you, it's, it's City or PSG are, are the obvious ones, aren't they? Because they've got the money. And that it all just feels a bit like... Into yeah. Miami on a free. It's too It's too early for that, isn't it? he just keep coming back to Europe on loan like David Matuidi. Beckham did. For who?
3: Matweedy. He's there on a free. I think they're slightly different situations, Marcus. Well, is a World Cup winner. Well, I suppose...
4: Better than Messi. Maybe yeah. Messi couldn't hack it. Here's
3: a stat for you. Harry Maguire has scored more World Cup knockout goals than Lionel Messi. Wow. According to Duncan Alexander on Twitter.
4: Hmm. I was just about to say look at him now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so where, where would you guys have him go? If you if
2: you could choose where he went aside from your own clubs. The Man United are genuinely being spoken about. They'll
3: bugger off. They can't even get Sancho.
4: Yeah, oh god, we'd we'd pay her through the nose. We <laughs> would would get the wrong Messi, we'd get <laughs> we get, like, get Mr. Messi. Yeah, we well, have yeah. 600 million a <laughs> Joke honest.
2: about that. But do you remember when you thought you'd signed, signed Ander Herrera yes. and it turned out that the people involved were just con men? <laughs>
3: oh yeah, that's that was a brilliant one That was incredible. Yeah. Got me Later though, Ah, indeed, yeah. (laughs) But now he's on to bigger and better things. You could argue. Oh, don't
4: say that. I miss him. Champions League final, mate. Yeah, so his interview was Champions League final.
3: Drawing every time. What a shame. I I think. I think he'll stay.
4: Yeah, I mean, so do I. But I I, just to throw in a bit more excitement. I was trying to. I was. I was trying to work out basically what position he would play Mm. for another club. Yeah, and I suppose he could do. He could do a similar. Obviously, do a similar job. What am I talking about here? Obviously, he could play the role he's played for Barcelona at another club, but it would have to be dependent on. How they play it and the mm-hmm. players they have to match up with that system. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I I think Inter fits quite nicely, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and in another world, maybe Ventus.
3: Yeah, but they can't. They can't have those. Those. No, no. Of or, course, of course. But but I, but I think
4: uh, even if you went to PSG, I, I think I'd still be I'd, I'd be fascinated about it in the way that I might watch. You know, kind of. Benidorm uncut, you know, just yeah. let's see what yeah. kind of madness will, well, will I unfold think, there.
2: Well, that front three, though, I mean, you think Di Maria's probably out the door. Or Neymar, the Neymar team, would be uh, delighted. Neymar,
3: Mbappe and Messi we'll, up front would be but, lovely. But I think it's more likely that Luis Suarez will go to PSG. Oh, I like hmm. that. And there's, 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 you know, he could chat that he could reunite with Neymar, that they could do with a, a, a more sort of traditional forward, although I say traditional...
4: What does that mean a for modern,
3: Icardi, though? Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't even come on when they needed a goal. They were putting yeah. on uh, Chippo Moting, who I understand got the winning goal, you know, so fair play there. But but Icardi, it seems a bit of a strange uh, situation. But, but you know, as we mentioned earlier, Cooman's not pissing around and he's not a pushover. Uh, he's the one that does the pushing very much. Um, doesn't always end well, but it has got him success uh, previously at Valencia, you know he, he ended up getting a sack, but he did win the Copa del Rey. But apparently, when they were celebrating, you know the players didn't celebrate with him; he was sort of on his own. So it's it's an odd one with Koeman, because he's revitalised the Netherlands. He's done decent jobs here and there. Obviously, at Everton, it didn't it didn't go very well, uh, and so on. But. But when he's he's gone into the club, already spoken to Suarez, apparently Umtiti, Rakitic and Vidal, it was a quick phone call uh, and so on and so forth. Although he's brought in Henrik Larsson to his backroom staff, which is a lovely old job. That is a good touch. Maybe that is a good cop, bad cop. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, But an interview from January 2019, which has been doing the rounds, you probably have seen this, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, uh, Kuhn was talking about Barcelona's ageing squad. And he, he mentioned a load of these players, you know, this was about a year and a half ago, saying, well, he's over 30, blah, 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 blah. And he spoke about the importance of playing youth and how it's a, it's a Dutch tradition that he's he's fond of. And they've still got some decent players, you know, but I, I think that Koeman will go in and try and, and play more youth players and, and do all that. But I think mm. he would like Messi to stay and say, look, this is your new project. This is your new challenge. You're the elder statesman. Bring these this lot through. That'll be your legacy to help me bring the next side through. And you know, it sounds very nice when I say it like that. But of course, with all the politics, vision you talked about earlier, in the Bartomeu and what he's doing, blah 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 blah. It's easier said than done. But if I was to to have a quid or two, I think Messi will stay.
4: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think that that is probably the the only way to sell it to him that you mm-hmm. can be part of yeah. rebuilding this the the club that, or that certainly the team mm-hmm. and the. Modern-day club that you helped build yep. is in ruins, but it doesn't need to be on you. Yep. You can be part of the solution as well. Yeah, and yep.
3: presidential elections are in March. They're not that far away. Also, though, it's, it's reported that what
2: Kooman actually said was, "Your privileges here are over," which is quite different from "I want you to stay and lead the next generation." Well,
4: but, but I suppose, <laughs> but but I, but, I, but, I, but I suppose the tone of it. That I think that would be the thing that's lost because I read it straight away and I thought, fuck me, that's the hell of a thing to say to it. like, <laughs> yeah, to anyone.
3: Yeah, but, but yeah, well, we don't know what his privileges were though. It could yeah. be a very fair statement. Yeah, you don't well, need it, nine well, bathrooms. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but it, yeah, it could it could be something as simple as like, look, you're not going to run the club, mm. but you are going to play football.
3: But he, he well exactly, but he but he also said straight away that Messi is central to my plans. He's the cornerstone. So,
4: you know. There'll be there'll be a reaction towards this as we as we've seen with any any type of football story, especially of one of this magnitude, where yeah. the other side will come up pretty quickly, yeah, and yeah. we'll have a bit of a kind of pre, you know a t- tennis match in the you know uh-huh. it, on news stories and over Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end of the week, we'll have a pretty good idea of where we're actually. Well, in
3: classic Ramble fashion, by the time we've left the studio, he was signed for you know Arsenal. Yeah. He, he, just he just won't mug you have. off.
2: <laughs>
1: he
3: absolutely won't, have. and that would not be mugging me off. I think I I, I just the.
2: There is also an op- op- the possibility that the way this plays out is is through lawyers, isn't it? Because this clause mm. thing is a situation that might not go away. And I look at the fact that that clause is in there yeah. and I just feel like, is Bartomeo like a sleeper agent for PSG in the same way that Ed Woodward <laughs> could well be for Man City? Like, why is this even a thing? Yeah. Like, but yeah, that, that, who knows? That could be what comes
3: next. That's a fair point. Uh, before we go for a break, gentlemen, I'd like to highlight Victor Lindelof one of your lot vish uh, catching a thief who robbed uh, an elderly woman this was a, this was it was a lovely story old lindy was thanked by swedish police for catching uh, the thief according to the bbc a police statement said a man in his 30s riding a bike had snatched a bag belonging to a woman in her 90s linda Love is said to have run after the sus- the suspected perpetrator catching and holding him until the police arrived that is no mean feat no, no. i don't know what the bloke looked like you know but still it's a brave thing to do linda love's likely to be tougher but still I know, it's still, yeah. Uh, The woman apparently offered to buy Victor lunch to say thank you. That's nice. Yeah. I I am a little
2: bit worried that the world is in such a state that footballers are having to sort of Mm. step up and become superheroes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was a sort of a a certain generation that that our dads all belong to used to say that footballers (laughs) didn't do enough and for the money they earn, they should do this, that and the other. It's like, yeah, Marcus Raffridge stepping in as prime minister when we need it. Like, Lindelof, like, stopping muggers. Where does this end?
3: yeah.
4: Well, I hope it doesn't end. I hope, I hope, well, yeah. I hope we have like a Justice League mm-hmm. of footballers.
3: <laughs> yeah, D- Duncan Ferguson stopped a lot of burglars, although specifically to
4: his yeah. residence.
3: No, he
2: specifically knocked them out. Marcus <laughs> Knocked them out. Oh uh, yeah, I was... like
4: the way I like the idea that Duncan Ferguson was breaking into someone else's house to look for burglars <laughs> to knock out.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Duncan, you're just going too far. You're going to get yourself in trouble. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, I just like
2: as a premise for a superhero, you can't be breaking into someone else's house. <laughs> yeah. waiting for other burglars.
3: I want to be a superhero. You can't that you can't force yeah. it on us. My goodness. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a quick break.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: Welcome back, everybody. We are going straight to this. We concentrate on the topics.
0: We're pretty good to many topics today.
3: It is time for the topics, everybody. If you could dress a manager, who would you choose and what are they wearing? Who's going first? It's Dan Wade <laughs> from Twitter. Oh, he's wading in. He is wading
2: in. And he's saying, Brendy Rogers in a tan jacket and Cuban heels, a la David Brent trying to compete with Neil in the office. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's spot on, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's easy with Brendy, isn't it? Right. I think you just dress him as Brent all season, don't you?
3: Yeah, I quite like him in a tracksuit though, Brendan Yes. Yeah. Mm.
4: I, don't, I, don't, I don't like him in a tracksuit. He, look, he looks like...
2: He doesn't look like he's dressing for the job he wants.
4: No, he, <laughs> he looks like he's kind of he's walking down in his own house and he's like meeting his daughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, No, I'm, I'm chilled out. Mm. I'm just wearing a shell suit. I'm like, I just do that, don't I? You're at my house, we're cool. It's not a shell and suit, though. Well, you know, like a tracksuit. Okay. Is that the modern day shell suit? A, yeah. <laughs> giving <laughs> a kid a fist bump. And like, yeah. i tell you, we're quite Fubu. like
2: uh, (laughs) I'd like the track suit manager To become the shell suit manager Uh The more sort of garish the better Mm -hmm. Yeah I like that They were hard to get into weren't they shell suits
3: Uh, I don't think they were hard to get into They they had another little layer Underneath the shell didn't they Oh yeah you're Mm. right actually come to think I had when I was much younger The 1990 England team shell suit At the time So I was a a, a young infant Infants Mm. tend to be young (laughs)
2: <laughs> that was the only very easy to, to picture that Marcus it was the only
3: yeah, it was the only I ever had they went in to fashion very quickly then went out yeah. a bit like the darkness really <laughs> you know
4: yeah a little bit like that yeah, we are. do you think you completed fashion because we put? well we don't need to keep producing these anymore infant <laughs> <Even laughs> Marcus has done it <laughs> he's made us peak <laughs> indeed I've got an email from Jamie Tuckwell which is oh. a very satisfying name to say wait Why is Jose celebrating a late United winner in the dugout? That's right, all the managers are donning masks and dressing up as each other all season. Mm. You could have Arteta doing his best warlock impression, Dyche strutting along in the Stone Island jackets of Pep, and the managers going back to their old clubs would be amazing for rival fans, no? No. (laughs) No, You don't don't (laughs)
3: like it? That's Pete Donaldson in disguise. There's (laughs) masks, there's people pretending to be other people. Mm. there's something suspicious seems like
4: one of the sordid parties he goes to Jamie
3: Tuckwell as if (laughs) not having that at all (laughs) Uh, I got one from Elliot Jones on Twitter who says I think we can all agree that we need more Tim Sherwood in our lives maybe not his coaching or punditry though one word gilet make club branded gilets compulsory touchline attire for all managers we saw um, Nigel Pearson wearing one uh, for Watford Mm. uh, before he got sacked obviously it'd be a bit weird if he if it was after he was sacked um, but he looked, as I said, I think he looked like a sort of a private security guard, like a sort of an ex-SAS kind of guy, somewhere abroad.
4: Can I throw something in the pile, into onto the pile of mm. questionable opinions I've voiced on this podcast? Oh, yeah. I don't think Tim Sherwood looked that bad in the G-Low. Mm. I think it quite suited him, and I think he pulled it off. An item of clothing, which I'm not a fan of, yeah, uh, that I don't have any time for, mm-hmm. but I thought, given... How is, How is that why you think it suits him? <laughs> Maybe,
3: actually, yeah.
4: I thought, I thought he pulled it off.
3: I thought you'd like it because it sounds like a gilet of fish.
4: <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm picturing a gilet made out of gilet yeah. of fish. Well, I mean, you should it by one. tartar sauce. You
3: should wear a gilet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> be a sort of... In show kit. By the way, speaking of which, Vich, you you obviously brought the the uh, the uh, the fillet fish to the to the ramble chat. Uh, a lot of people haven't tried. Well, I had my first fillet fish the other day on your recommendation, and it was okay. Yeah, I had
2: one recently, but I was quite drunk. I don't remember it. Ooh, well.
3: boozy Campbell back
2: mm.
4: on the town. Sorry, back to it. It was okay, only okay. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I bad. would have
2: to agree with him from what I can remember, which him.
3: obviously is limited.
4: It was all right. Well, you're all right then. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> L- see, I see exactly.
3: Yeah, I, to be honest, it's more than I thought you
4: thought of me. Um, but no, I feel like I, it was okay. <laughs> I, did you have it with? I've got to ask. And when did you have it? Like Jim, that's taken as red. Yeah, you know. Just I I had
3: I had it on its own for dinner. No, I ha- I, I I. It was the other day. It was the evening. The, the The weather was nice. What more do you want?
4: I just think you didn't go into it with a particularly open mind. If you only no, right. no,
3: I did because I wouldn't normally buy one. But on your recommendation, I got it, and it wasn't bad. It was okay. Well, oh, I don't I'm know fine. what more you want from me. The no, chicken no, selects fine. are the best thing on that menu.
4: <sighs> God, he was a toddler. Chicken selects <laughs> know, The McNuggets
3: yeah, would be for the wrong. toddler Whereas the selects are for the big oh, boys They're for the grown up
2: toddler a Fulham, a
4: Fulham supporting toddler
3: What's that? Why? What
4: <laughs> <this>? <laughs> With your shell seat like, like a young infant we Concentrate on the toddler <laughs>
3: Fish, can you say that about yourself? Were you good on the topics today? I don't think I was. Or did you lash out in anger <laughs> when someone suggested your beloved Phil fish was not the uh, magnificent meal that you think it is? Do you have any sauce for the selects? Yeah, sweet chilli. Okay. Ugh.
2: Why is that bad?
3: It's fine. Right, it's fine. You've, we've got that. He said it was fine. Uh, the Home Nations are involved. In the UEFA Nations League, yeah, that's back. Football, come on, proper football. Yeah, there wasn't Inter- enough of
4: it before. Yeah, no, the
3: international football is—it's is nearly upon us, fish. That is terribly exciting, <laughs> terribly exciting. I've—I I've felt, I felt quite bereft because we—we we, we missed out on the Euros, and then suddenly I thought. Mm. Oh, the Nations League. That was a lovely old time last time, up until that extra time bit against the Dutch, against Koomans, Holland. But well, um, he's gone now. Yeah, exactly. So well, are we not, our name's uh, on the trophy. Our name is on the trophy. Uh, England, of course, are uh, in a group in the, in the League A part of it with Belgium, Iceland and Denmark. They're playing Iceland and Denmark in September. Uh, Harry Maguire, of course, is out. He was in and then he was out. Uh, after his, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wasn't he just? My, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, after his guilty verdict came through from Greece, he was booted out the squad uh, by Southgate. Interesting what Southgate said uh, when he said, "I've spoken with Harry and I have insight to the story, which is very different to what's being reported." You can only make decisions on facts you're aware of. If facts and info change, I'll have to review the decision. Well, obviously he has reviewed the decision because the guilty verdict came in. Uh, something that we can say though, it's it's nice for Danny Ings to be included for the first time yeah. in his senior career. Uh, since his debut against Lithuania in 2015. Jim, he's deserved it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I hope we get, see him get some
2: minutes as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, if he has a season like he had last season, um, then he, he'll he be really, really useful backup to Harry Kane with someone you might actually back to come on and get a goal, which would mm-hmm. be um, very, very important. Um, and it's going to be a weird situation with international football, isn't it? Because, you know, Southgate's... Got to get a look at players fairly quickly, which is, I think, is why he's been very, very proactive in including Calvin Phillips as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm impressed by that choice. It's, it's been a bit of a controversial squad, hasn't it? With mm-hmm. the sort of lack of an obvious left back, um, no Jack Green,
3: no Jack Grealish as well. Well, the Calvin Phillips point, which is interesting, because uh, Southgate mentioned about you know not having much Premier League experience. Was well, they've got promoted? He's yet to get that experience, <laughs> still, yeah. but he will yeah. do, of course. Uh, but he's in the squad. Some people have said that he should have been in there. He's, he plays in that role that England sometimes lack a little bit uh, you you could argue but in light of Jack Grealish that's the comparison being made there which do you think that's a poor comparison because it's very different players who play in different positions
4: yeah no absolutely I, I think the thing that um, jars with uh, I suppose fans of Grealish was that it, it was something that was mentioned of him before that he needed to play in the Premier League mm-hmm. but because they play different positions their roles in those two yeah. leagues differ quite wide, quite um, widely so Grealish in the Championship has yeah. More space and more time, the mm-hmm. very nature of the league. But the Premier League he doesn't have as much time, and he's thrived absolutely. But I suppose we we even spoke about this, um, or it was it was talked about during the season proper. That where does Grealish fit in? Mm-hmm. Is he someone who's gonna? Start out wide for England. Mm-hmm. Should he start in the middle for England when yeah. he when he's a bit of a Roma when it comes to Aston Villa? And I suppose that's on Gareth Southgate yeah. to work out. I don't actually think it's very much on Grealish. If Grealish is clearly an exceptional, exceptional footballer, if Gareth Southgate can fit him in, he should. He shouldn't force it. He shouldn't. You know, Gareth Southgate shouldn't be in a position where he. Gets himself in a bit of a muddle when it comes to mm. trying to be too cute with tactics mm. just to fit in this one bloke.
2: We've yeah. seen how ruinous that can be yes, for, for England.
4: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and Calvin Phillips, as you said, does make sense because it's an area that really, apart from Eric Dyer, we haven't had anyone there. Yeah, Declan for, it's
3: just, Rice is in. He's in there again, but it,
4: but it's a same period of time. We've yeah. not really had. Yeah, some, yeah no, I agree. Yeah. So um, I
3: think I I have high hopes for Calvin Phillips to be perfectly honest with mm. you because England do need someone in that in that role. I know Harry Winks has sort of been touted a bit. Like again, w- very different player though, isn't it? Indeed, but but Winks is in the squad. But do you think with greenwood coming through i know greenwood people talk about him being more of a, a forward player whereas grealish you'd say he's more sort of a midfielder or it's tricky these days isn't it when people say forward player but but uh, with him and foden coming to the to the into the fray you would think because grealish you know southgate likes to play with that pivot two in front and then and then two out wide supporting a a, a front man grealish Would he have the discipline to play in that three in midfield? There's a question mark there. And then if you think about the wingers, we've got Sterling, Sancho, Greenwood could play there, Rashford could play there, Foden could play. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of competition. I like the option of Grealish from the bench to add something a little bit if England need it. But I don't know. Well, this is it, isn't it? I think Grealish himself has said that ultimately
2: he feels his best position and the position he enjoys most Mm -hmm. is in the midfield. But actually, he has has played out wide a lot for Villa because that's where they've needed him and he's played very, very well there. So I almost feel like... I'd love it if someone just like sold villa a really good winger on the cheap just so he can play in the middle of this season <laughs> yeah. and sort of perhaps enhance his chances there because you don't look at him as competing with mm-hmm. with sterling and, no. and with with greenwood and sancho and the players potentially playing in that position mm-hmm. because you kind of view him more as a central player but That's not where he's been playing, so that's not what Southgate can judge him on. Mm -hmm. You know, so it does make sense.
3: But do you think also, if you look at Grealish when he plays for Villa,
2: he's sort of—it's not a free role, but he is. It's the closest thing you get to it in the Premier League. Yeah, there's an element around now, isn't it?
3: Yeah, there's an element of the the Cavalier sort of about him, which works for them. Whereas if you compare it, as people have been, and it's a bit of a futile thing, but say Calvin Phillips—he's playing in a Bielsa team. uh, That's very much a system there that he's playing. He's got to understand the tactics, and my goodness, there will be a lot of instruction. Um, so he's kind of almost sort of proved himself in that sense that he can play in a, in, in a in in a team and in a in a, a stricter system. If you see what I mean, which bodes well. Was Grealish when you look at him at Villa? That's why sometimes a player like him, he needs to move to say, well, Manchester United have been linked to him, or, or a club like that where you think, ah, okay, he's understanding the tactics, he's getting it, he's shown maturity there. Okay, now we can bring him in. If you see what I mean?
4: Yeah, I, I do see what you mean. I think one of the things oh. that. I'd like to think Southgate would be doing is speaking to Dean Smith about Mm -hmm. Grealish because I think it's easy to dismiss a player as being a free roll a roaming player when actually what they're doing is they're playing within a structure Mm -hmm. that requires them to play in different areas of the pitch and that doesn't necessarily mean he's going on walkabouts and he's just Mm. you know moping around he does does a lot of graft Mm -hmm. and I think if Southgate can get a good profile on him, and a lot of times getting the best profile is by calling them up to a squad mm-hmm. and just training with them yeah. for, for a couple of weeks. Mm. If he can get a good profile on him, he'll have a better understanding of actually how tactically astute and disciplined he is. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you have to be, don't you? To, yeah, yeah. to do what he did last year, even if it, if it was in, you know, forward parts of the pitch and in, in different areas, it still requires a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And it's about how you can manage it. The best managers do that. You know, we talked, one of my favourite examples of that is Pep Guardiola, when he went, when he went to Bayern Munich, Saw Philip Lahm as a fullback and thought, actually, you've got all the mm. requirements to be a mm. very accomplished defensive midfielder. So I'll just play you there. Mm. Now, obviously, that's Pep Guardiola. That's someone who is at the height of uh, tactical innovation. Southgate is still someone who is learning that side of his game. And I think this will be, I wouldn't say it's a test of him, but I'd like to think that a Southgate, who is quite a progressive manager, will see that personally, is a bit of a challenge. Mm, Actually, how can I work this player out? Because he's got someone in Phil Foden who has already been worked out by Pep Guardiola and that in itself is a seal of approval. But I actually think that maybe that is the the person who is in competition with Grealish, it's not about the wide players. Mm. It is about mm. Grealish and Phil Foden. Mm-hmm.
2: It is very exciting as well, isn't it, for for Phillips, Foden, and Greenwood to be in that squad? There's a, there's oh, a yeah. lot of talk about who who's not there, and the sort of weird throwback of not having like left sided players. It's almost like
4: <laughs> well, that, a bit retro. What, is, what is that about? Chillwell
3: Chilwell and Shaw are both injured, apparently. Yeah, and Southgate felt Danny Rose hasn't done enough to get in. I mean, there is. One or two more. Um, uh, Bakayo Saka hasn't been called up to the squad, Jim. Uh, were you surprised at that? Um, a little, yeah. Um, it's particularly
2: as he can do a job in that position, but Southgate might not want to be calling him up for, mm-hmm. to, to do a job. He might want to see if his position settles a bit more. And also, we don't know if, if Saka is... Dis- decided to Uh represent England or Nigeria. He's he's represented England at youth level, but he's said in the past that he himself hadn't made a decision. That was quite a while ago, but perhaps that's um, ongoing. But, you know, of the players that are in there, I feel like Foden and Greenwood in particular mm-hmm. are part of a very exciting crop of new players that we're yeah. getting through where for a long time we've been saying that the setups had to change at youth, at youth level. So we'd have more technical players coming through that, that would that would look as confident on the ball uh, in a technical sense as their kind of European and South American counterparts. And these are two players that are examples of that. And I'm just really excited to see if they get game time. I hope they both do.
3: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So yeah, England obviously in League A with the big boys. Uh, Wales, uh, they're Finland, Ireland and Bulgaria in, in League B. Um, the, the, the lovely story coming out of the Wales camp is how Robson Carney mm. has been uh, called up for the first time since 2017. He, he previously announced his retirement but made himself available for selection earlier this year. Come on, Jim. Big Hal. Yeah. Shallow hell. Is he just in there again as like
2: a sort of reminder of that amazing goal that he scored? Oh, I must be. Yeah. Must that's be. That's all right
4: though, isn't it? I don't mind that. I think that's all right. Um, I like the idea that he, he'll turn up to camp and he'll see like, you know, young Dylan Levitt and be like, over here, you youngster, I haven't told you this story.
3: I've <laughs> yeah. Got it up on his phone. Yeah. Hell, I know. I, I watched the game. Ah, but let me talk you through it then. Let me talk you through it. Uh, obviously, Ramsey's in there. Wilson, Brooks, James, Bale. Yeah, not, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. it's
2: interesting with the Wales, isn't it? Because you know, you,
3: I think they can win that group: Finland, yes. Ireland, and Bulgaria. But
2: definitely, because it used to be that you know they'd have like one or two players that mm. were that were the the usual suspects. But there's a lot of you know. Players that are gaining a lot of international experience with them gradually sort of creeping up in caps and doing well for their clubs. And I I, I enjoy it when Wales do well. Yeah. I, I, we always, As we say so often, we always want to see all the home nations do well. I think Wales are in a good position here with that squad.
3: Yeah, well, Scotland, uh, they're in uh, with uh, the Czech Republic and they're also in with um, uh, Israel and uh, Slovakia in League B. Uh, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Ryan Fraser has told the Scottish FA he's not fit enough. Um, and uh, West Brom player Matt Phillips is not involved. What do, you, what do you think of the Scots' chances? Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Israel. That's one of those groups, Fish, where you sort of think, oh, it's not too you know, uh, tricky. Mm, yeah.
4: yeah, it is. They, uh, As somebody went to Edinburgh Uni and, and therefore. There you has go, you're of,
3: qualified to talk about it. Yeah,
4: then. has loads of Scottish friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Some
3: of your best friends are Scottish, you can <laughs> <would> say. <Yeah.
4: laughs> They're so agonising to even just support or even yeah. have a passing interest in. I, I hope they can. Stitch something together and not panic as they tend to do.
3: Yeah, that,
4: would be, that, that is a group that they they would absolutely favour home and away. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, they've got they've, they've got a chance. They're they, they're on on merit. Of they've course. just got to not beat
2: themselves. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah, there's yeah. there's an element of that with Scotland and their, their squad is a strange one, isn't it? In mm-hmm. that you know the they've, they've, uh, Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson is a good example. Like they've yeah. got both two of, two of their best players in effectively in the same position. It's frustrating that it's a little bit imbalanced like that.
4: Well, we'll, that, we'll take one of them. Yeah, yeah, we, we, exactly
3: yeah, we need them. Yeah, but specifically Robertson though. Um, but it, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit like um, uh, is it uh, Slovenia who have got Oblak and uh, Handanovic mm. in goal? And it's like oh, do you have all them. Not ideal. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you can't, at least with two left backs, you could you could play one at right back, you play yeah. one at left wing, two goalkeepers. No, sorry, lads, you've got two world class, arguably world class players, certainly Oblak. Uh, but they, they yeah, they can't fit them both in.
4: Two right sided AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Northern Ireland, they're in with uh, Romania, Norway and uh, Austria. Uh, with the Northern Irish, you, you always think to yourself, they've got a chance because of what they've uh, sort of created there. So we'll be interested to see. Uh, it's just lovely to have international football just around the corner. You're yeah. so happy. I am Yeah, happy. you do love it. Well, yeah. we've been starved of a bloody international tournament, which is the first time that's that's happened, I think, in certainly in European terms, you know, because obviously in like the Copper America, they sort of, you sort of go, oh, is it, the Copper America's tomorrow. No, no, mm. it's in four years time. No, I was only joking, it's next weekend. You know, that it sort of can shuffle about.
4: Well, the Scotland situation is quite interesting mm. given the fact that they haven't been able to uh, call up Johnny Russell and Lewis Morgan because they're playing out in the US mm. and quarantine rules. Yeah. And that's going to, that will be something that's going to be in play for the next six mm-hmm. months. Yeah. So it's going to be, yeah, fascinating to see how, how it all comes to manifest itself, especially given that so many Different parts of the world are in so many different mm-hmm. states of uh, so this pandemic.
3: Indeed, yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, to, to finish, I would like to uh, bring Louis Van Gaal to the table.
4: <laughs> I thought uh, he was going to walk in there for a minute. Yeah, I was <laughs> frightened.
3: <laughs> Bollocks <laughs> out. Um, have you seen? He's been talking about his time at Manchester United again. It's yeah. one of my favourite things. This when Louis Van Gaal goes back to his time at Manchester United. Not only that, he was also talking about Tottenham Hotspur and how Daniel Levy apparently took a private jet to uh, the Netherlands. And uh, went to his house and basically they, they talked it through. They watched a Spurs game together and he was saying, So what would you do, Louis? And Louis obviously explained. He said, I felt like it was a bit of a test, which is uh, interesting for Louis Van Hal to be the one on mm. the the other side I of the test. Felt
2: like it was a bit of a test. It's a very yeah. clear
3: test, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any you know. what, 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 Jonathan Wilson tells a story when he once interviewed Louis Van Hal for his book, How Van Hal kept saying, You know, so I uh, so for my team at the World Cup, uh, who who am I who are my, my centre backs again? And he was, like, tested. And Wilson was, like, Wilson, he would Wilson, Wilson, obviously, just about remembered. And he said, yeah. like, ah, you're very good, you are. It was, like, now you can unlock the next question. Yeah.
4: Like wise like, gatekeeper in a video game. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he said with Daniel Levy, he said he saw that there was a reporter outside his house. He'd obviously got wind of it. So, Levy, apparently, he, he managed to escape out the back. And he, and he smuggled Levy out of his house, which is a mm. story he was telling. But, but with regards to Manchester United, oh, and then he said that uh, Manchester United then gave him an offer to manage and he said, you know, Spurs took too long. So uh, it was Spurs' loss, of course. And Manchester United's gain with that FA Cup triumph uh, and all those great players he signed. But apparently he wanted to sign more players. He obviously spent a few quid there, but he wanted to sign Neymar as well, Sadio Mane and Golo Kante. Um, but he said he had to settle for fifth choice signings. Martial, Di Maria, Falcao, Memphis Depay, all bought in that era. Yeah, he kind of he wanted everyone, didn't he? He, <laughs> he wanted, went off on a big list. Of wanted like, Lewandowski, yeah. Um, but when this proved difficult, I tried to get Gonzalo Higuain instead.
4: I mean, I could say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. if you make me Manchester United manager, I'd yeah, I'd get um, Neymar, Margot Robbie. I'd get uh, <laughs> all the all the good ones. Yeah.
2: Presumably, every top club has a list of good players that yeah. you keep tabs on Do you yeah.
4: know what I mean and Tom- oh, so that, that speaks volumes doesn't it he he tried to go for Lewandowski yeah. that didn't work then he wanted Higuain yeah. two very different strikers
3: mm. yeah he didn't get either of them Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, Thomas Muller was on my list too I even tried to sign James Milner who was already quite old
4: why is he having to go, go with James Milner I
3: don't know James Milner's just done he's just done he's, some good stuff at Liverpool it, he's the most
2: Dutch man, I think, isn't it? Van Hal. <laughs> I
3: don't know him and Kuman Yeah, I don't even. Who's got a bigger ego, him or Kuman? I think he I shades think it.
2: Louis shades
3: it. But yeah. give Koeman a Koeman's at Barcelona
2: now. Oh, Kuman's in the in the conversation.
4: Kuman's yeah. at Barcelona. That's so absolutely. he's
2: he's now. Which he will hate. Yeah.
4: I thought you saw, I thought you were saying James Milner is a really Dutch player.
2: Oh no 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 I mean like oh, okay. Dutch you know it's it's a, perhaps a bit of a stereotype but the Dutch Dutch national character is known for people being very very confident being very forthright in the way they speak and like I think it, it, Louis van Gaal is very very much that, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say so.
4: That rings a bell. My um one of my best mates is uh is Dutch and he got married a couple of years oh, some ago. Some of my best friends are Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> but he got married a couple of years ago and I met his dad for the first time at his wedding and I was like, Oh, you know, it was a gorgeous wedding, you know, thank you so much for having us. And I was like, you know, must have been um brought a tear to your eye to see your son up there and he went, No, I don't really cry. <laughs> There you go. He just went, I'm I'm very happy, very proud. Yeah, why would I be sad about this? (laughs) There
3: you go. The Dutch don't cry, as the cure maybe said. I don't know. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on tomorrow's show, I shall be in with Luke and Petey Baby, so do uh, get your ears around that. But until then, say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, ladies and gentlemen.